I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. In this episode of my podcast, Relentless Life on Your Terms, Season 3, I sit down with fellow club member Lawrence Furlon, who's been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years. And his latest venture, Conversion Digital, which is almost five years young, we talk about how he scaled his business from one person to over 70 and in over three countries, the importance of digital mindset and some great tips for all you entrepreneurs out there. Keen to hear your thoughts. Leave your comments below. Thank you. And welcome to another episode of Relentless Life on Your Terms. I'm joined with a friend of mine and fellow Cub member, Lawrence Ferlin. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thank you for having me. Now, an entrepreneur for almost a decade, started a company which is about to celebrate its fifth birthday. Congratulations. Not many companies reach that milestone in October called Conversion Digital. Yep. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, uh, Conversion Digital. We're a digital transformation agency based here in uh, Melbourne. Uh, currently got around 70 staff uh, across three countries. So um, specialise in two parts. South so Africa. South Africa, India and Australia. Yeah. Uh, specialise in sort of two areas of, of digital. One being our development house. So anything from high-end web development, uh, high-end app development, software development. We do some resource-driven stuff as well. Uh, and then we have um, our digital marketing side, so SEO, SEM, social media, content marketing. We really focus on the customer experience yeah. on that side of the business, so really like pre-sale, during sale, post-sale and what that looks like, which is really important at the moment um, for the viewers to understand that uh, post-COVID customer experience is where you should be looking, like really understand what your digital assets are. Um, pre-sale and how you're driving them to a website and then how easy is it for them to engage and how easy is them to become a leader or, or convert to a sale on your website mm -hmm. and then what are you doing digitally post-sale so that's basically the full process so mapping out Absolutely. the journey yep. and identifying how you can strengthen it Cove is actually I've had this conversation with quite a few people Cove yep. is probably I feel pushed to landscape five ten years forward digitally in terms of zoom in terms of people's acceptance of yep. Online. Online. Yeah. Would you oh, agree with that? Absolutely agree. And what we noticed last year was everyone in Australia, the world, but Australia especially, were forced to go online. Right? There was probably still 30 to 40% of the population that were still shopping in shops and, and going to that bricks and mortar, but they were forced to go online and then figured out, wow, this is pretty easy. Right? So it's pretty easy. Now, what we're focusing on with our clients mm -hmm. is how do we build out that customer experience to create the service orientated online that you wouldn't normally get in store. It's not easy, but we're getting there. I'm going to say a big shout out. You said before this is one of your first podcasts. It is. It, so well, absolutely not one honored. of. It is the first podcast. It is podcast. the first cast. So you heard it here on yeah. Relentless. So I'm absolutely honoured to have you. Yeah. And as I, we first met at Cub, which is a networking place that we go to in Melbourne. Yep. I know it's nationwide and I met some great people. So thanks for being here. No, no and let me ask you, you've ran businesses for almost a decade, as we've mentioned. You've started now Conversion Digital. What are some of the biggest challenges you're facing in your business? Oh, really, really interesting question. There's been so many. I suppose initially is is one taking that step, right, and and going, getting so rid of the fear, backing yourself, you backing mean? yourself, getting rid of the fear of failure, and really having a crack. Because no matter what in business, you know you're going to fail, right? And if you can embrace that, you you tend to move forward. But one of the hardest challenges we face is the growth was quite significant for us over a period of time. So it's about how to, and it was really hard for us to go, we need the resources internally to, to deliver on that growth. And that was really difficult to find uh, the right people at the right time. So and you mean having the back end system to support the front end? The growth, because yeah. To be honest, um, great challenge to have yep. first and foremost, yep. to grow that, that quickly that your back end supports. But obviously, 
you don't know what you don't know in business. And as you're growing, and it's no mean feat to have no. over 70 people across three countries, but what do you do? You've got to, you've got to grow, roll with the punches and, and figure it out. Not only that, get the right people, right? You've got to get the right people in the right management places at within the, right the organisation at the right time that know more about their section of the business than you do um, and give them control. And right? how do you do that? Well, we run a very flat structure as an organisation. My business partner and I sort of, like we allow the other people that are in senior management roles to, to run the business and run their, run their section and, and they do it bloody well, right? And without that, like if you're running everything on your own, you'd go, you'd go crazy. Like it just, it's just not sustainable. Not many people allow that aspect of control because I always say, Steve Jobs said it, I, th I believe it was Steve Jobs said, why would you hire someone smart and tell them what to do? Yeah. So having that structure to allow someone to grow is so important in any culture because I feel if you micromanage or you're a control freak, you're yeah. only one person. Exactly. But now I've had this discussion. If you operate at 100%, which I don't think anyone does, but let's say you do, one times 100% is yep. 100%. Yep. If you've got five people already 80%, that's 400%. Because yeah. you can actually leverage your skills, your assets, your time frame. So it's always so important. But a lot of people don't have that level of understanding but also being able to pick the right person in the right spots because it can go the other way as well it's not well, always good absolutely and i suppose what i knew really and it was hard it was really hard what i learned really quickly is i'm not perfect no one's perfect right and there's areas in business that i don't know about i'm not good at or i'm weak in right it's about finding the people within the organization that fit those areas and make them strong but you're conscious about it to know that. So that's, a, that's a sign of emotional intelligence, obviously. Yep. And that's the reason you've scaled your business, which is huge. Yep. Well, now, being that you've started quite a few companies, what advice could you give our listeners on starting a new business? Now, you've mentioned having the right people at yep. the right time in the right positions. I'm about to start a business. I don't have much of experience. What, what are some of the key things at the start? Oh, the pros uh, and cons, so to speak. To sort of quote Nike here, just do it, right? Like, there's no... like. There is a massive risk in starting a business, you personally know, and everyone knows that. And I think that's what holds people back is they, they look at what potentially could happen, not, um, and what the, the, the negatives aspect. And I think I live life in a way that I focus on every positive and focus on that specifically, regardless of the situation. Um, and if you focus on the positives in business, you'll succeed, right? Don't worry about the negatives and just have a crack, right? Don't be scared of failure. Um, so and roll with the punches. So like we just heard yeah. that little noise there, we're <laughs> going to continue. So sorry for that startled. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, and that's it. Just, just just try it. And and again, and it may not be get some people around you that can be mentors, right? Get some people around that have been in business that you can learn off, that you can lean on, and you can talk to. Because I think that's also a really important part of business is having people to be able to bounce the good and bad off. Because if you're doing it all on a loan, you're going to hold it in and it's going to be really difficult for you. And I always say these two mentors and uh, coaches, because I guess we can use both terminologies, is so important. But finding the right mentor and coach is vital. When I say right, in my definition of right, is having a proven track record yep. that understands the industry that you're in. Yep. That also you know, understands the compliance, the regulation, how to scale a business. Because if they know the pitfalls of of a business, they're probably gonna um, make your journey a lot faster, mm. save you money, save you heartache. Yep. But also, I know in business sometimes it's lonely, having someone to bounce your ideas off That's is always such a good thing. I've found anyway my 16 years running my businesses. Great advice, great advice. And the other thing too is don't underestimate the power of sales and marketing, right? So many people I see start in startups will create an amazing product, will create an amazing service, but don't think about their marketing sales strategy. Because without it, you're not selling anything. 
it's it's funny you say that, but sales and marketing, I think, is without a question the most important part oh, in any business. Absolutely, you can have the best the best product, the best everything. If you can't sell or you can't market, yep. And we said it before: this best known beats best. Yep. But obviously, it's all, I, I like to be both. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what advice would you give your younger self, Lawrence? Uh, uh, get your head out of your ass and and uh, don't think you're as good as you are. Um, I suppose that was one thing when I was younger and I, I sort of was a little bit more, a little bit different to where I am now. And I think it was when I had kids, I realized what's really important in life and, and, um, and sort of really have a crack early, right? Just Start things change, don't you? Uh, absolutely. And if you don't mind me sharing, you've got two kids. And I've got two kids, two boys, a 10 year old and a six year old, and they're my absolute world. Um, and, and sort of really being a leader for them is probably the most important thing that, that I've, and it, it's helped me be more successful in business as well. Um, just to, and to my younger self is just, just start reading, start investigating rather than waiting, right? And I waited probably too long, so. Well, look, you haven't done too bad. Yeah, You've been fantastic, right. young, but yeah. a good entrepreneur is always Thank critical you. and hard on himself, yep. so that's always a good sign. Who were some people you, as a youngster? Who were some mentors? Some people looked up to some books you read. What what gave you inspiration? Did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur, business owner? At uh, a young age? Oh, entrepreneur is an interesting word. Like I, I knew, I never, I've never really worked for a boss. Um, I tried it a couple of times and it didn't really work out. So I knew, I knew pretty quickly that I was going to, at one way or another, I was going to work for myself. Um, and yeah, so so sort of just dabbled in a few different things and then and then really we um, moved from there. And and that's really about it. Was there any particular one that you looked up to, you idolised, or learned from, whether it be a book, whether it be in person? Uh, not necessarily. Like Richard Branson, I read a lot of his books, but that's um, that was really really about it. And um, I just sort of focused on myself and and really really pushed it. Look, I was I don't know if I've mentioned I was very fortunate three a couple of years ago I went I met Richard Branson. I yep. was invited to Necker Island, had a had a lunch and a breakfast with him one on one. There was twenty people on the island. It was an amazing experience. Would have been. And you know some people you meet and you think they're exactly what you think they'll be. Yep. He was one of those people. So you'd think you'd be philanthropic, you'd be nice, you'd be good with people. And I saw the way he interacted with his team. Yeah. And it was. The, the image that I had of him was exactly what he portrayed to me. Yeah. He's either the best salesman on this planet or universe, or that's exactly him, him. But or what, both. About him, like, what got me about him was that he just didn't care about failure. Or the status quo. The he, was status very quo. Different. he just didn't care. If he failed, he just got up and did it again. And I think that's how I've sort of sort of lived my life to, to, to date, is just have a crack. And if it doesn't work, we figure out a way how to make it work. So. Now, how long does it take? I know this is a left-field question. Yep. I have to ask since you're the digital guy now. For my tech people out there, this is for you because I this is a foreign language to me. How long does it take to build an app? Oh, good question. Um, look, building an app is where do you start? So it could take six weeks, it could take six months, it could take twelve months. It all depends on the technology used. Is it multi-platform? Um, what are you trying to achieve? So, what I would say to the viewers is, if you're thinking about doing an app, like we get lots of people coming with an idea. But then we be, we track that back to understand how to build that idea. So you stress out, test it's it. Huge. You stress test it. Yeah, yeah, we do. And um, I suppose do your research first and really understand the technical aspect of the application you're trying to achieve. It's all good starting on the on the end goal, but you need to work back. So apps can take a long time, and I, I, it's there's a, probably a misconception around cost around applications as well. What do you mean? But they're a lot higher than you expect, right? Building a website, it's one platform. And then we optimize it to suit multiple different browsers, right? Yeah. Mobile, tablet. Whereas with an application, you've got 
iOS and you've got Android. Now with Android, I think to date, there's 26, 27 different operating systems that you've got to build it on. Now, oh you've got to build each individual one. But surely things are becoming more prevalent now as technology is becoming more advanced, more advanced, people are becoming more aware. So back in the day, you used to get charged for mobile optimization, yep. stuff like that. Now that's just standard. Standard, yeah. Oh, absolutely, you're correct. There's also platforms you can you can build off now as well to make it a little bit easier. But but building an app, you just need to understand what you're actually trying to achieve and what the technology stack needs to be behind it. So you're so basically, in summary, if I'm correct, reverse engineer the outcome what you need. It's how long is a piece of string question, so it depends on what you're looking at, and you should stress test it before you even go into that idea. Absolutely, like you know housing very well, like building a house. If you don't build a house with plans, you're going to struggle to deliver that house to exactly how you want it to. And the, to be. and the advice you gave is very structured. If I'm going to use the example of building a house, yep. you've got to obviously have the components like making a cape. You also got to put them in order. Yep. You got to put the slab. You got Absolutely. to put the frame. You got to put the. the if you the don't, if you're doing the wrong order, yeah. All of that. And, if you and, don't do it in sequential order, well, technology is the same. Right? Yeah. If you don't have a plan, like you can't build something if you don't have that plan in place. That complete scope of work that identifies every aspect of what you're trying to achieve. Okay, so here's a question that I'd like to know. So that now. Apps, websites, do you need both? Is one more important than the other? If you're going to have one, what would you have? This is only my opinion. Um, look, it depends on what you're trying to do. My, so sales I think you can, with how websites have evolved, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think you need an application as well as a really solid website. There's website things, acts as an app, well, yeah, is what you Well, there's a thing called PWA, right, um, which allows you to build the same technology through a web platform that you do um, PWA. On an app. Yeah. What does that stand so, um, PWA? It's a web application. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically just a, um, a version of an application that gives you the same features and functions, but it's built on web. So, so instead like of being 100K, of a yeah, an app? yeah, instead of being 100K, it's, it's 10K. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, definitely worth looking at. There's mo so uh, Magento does it, Shopify's looking at doing it. A lot of the platforms are now utilizing it. So mm -hmm. it just gives you a better mobile experience. And that's why apps were so big back in the days because they gave you a better uh, customer experience on, on, a, on a handheld device. Um, now with progressive web applications, you, you can definitely get that same experience. So I don't necessarily think you need both, but in some circumstances you do. So basically, in essence, uh, uh, websites evolve that much and Apple use different things. You can just amalgamate the two. Yeah, definitely. In most cases. In most cases. Okay. Yep. Now being a business owner, an entrepreneur, how important do you actually think towards your success mindset was or is in general? Oh, huge. Um, mindset, and look, it's, it, I think it's different for everyone. Mindset to me um, sort of comes in, in sort of two forms. It's about focus, right? It's about finding it, what it is that you want, um, want to focus on and really diving into that. And it could be business related, it could be personal, it could be whatever it is, and focusing on that particular component. And then it's about control. Now, I learned pretty quickly that in the last sort of 10 years that outside, everything except for yourself is pretty much outside of your control. Um, you can't control what other people do or anything like that. So what you can control is your thoughts, your actions and the way you speak, right? And I think that is very, very important in business is really to understand your thoughts, understand your, your actions and because that's what um, will create a positive mindset. I love saying that because you can, and I used to say during COVID, after COVID, I always say, you can only control how you respond to certain events. Yep. You can't control certain events, so why worry about them? No. Focus on here, not there. Absolutely. I say that all the time. Well, as it's come time for our quick fire questions, Lawrence, are you ready? Oh, uh, sure. Let's 
All right. Now, what was your first job? Uh, my first job was selling uh, residential offices uh, and door knocking to sell them. Funny enough, it's in an it's office next door. Next door. I've got yeah. One Queen Road, yeah. which I share a new office that I'm about to get now with my business partner, Chris. Now, do you have a hidden talent? Uh, hidden talent? Not really. Not a bad basketball. Is that hidden? <laughs> well, no, no, not anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you could spend one day with anyone, um, who would it be? Uh, and why? So this is probably a little bit deep, but I would, if I could spend one day with anyone, it would be my sister. She passed away when I was 16. We had an extremely close relationship and I would love nothing more than for her to be in my life again. Well, hopefully one day yep. you will be reunited. Now, what's one of your favourite memories? Uh, the birth of my children. It'd have to be. Probably the, both of them are uh, amazing. So shouldn't ask, but I have to. Do you have a favourite? No. Okay. On camera. He's good. He's good. <laughs> um, what does success mean to you? Uh, success means ba success means balance, right? Like having a having a work life balance, being What's able. That? So having having yeah, well exactly <laughs> right. Um, success to me looks is just being happy, uh, enjoying life with my kids, having great culture within my organisation, and having um, and also helping businesses achieve what they want to achieve. Where is your happy place besides here? Oh, good question. Uh, probably the gym, right? I'd throw my headphones on and go to the gym and just spend an hour without any distractions and I would probably say it's my, my happy I'd place. I'd love to say that, that's a great answer. <laughs> um, what are you afraid of? Uh, what am I afraid of? Um, that's a really great question as well. Uh, probably just, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Probably it's got to do with my kids um, and them not growing up to be the men that they, I know they can be, so. Well, if you're leading them, I'm sure they will yeah. be Lawrence. How many countries have you been to? Uh, about six. What's your favourite song? My favourite song would be Painted Black by the Rolling Stones. Who do, um, who do you admire the most? Who do I admire the most? Uh, probably, I would say, um, my mum. Yeah, she's she hasn't lived a she's really lived a pretty hard life, and and she's got through it, and she's. She's still around and she um, does a good job every day. You so. mention a lot of women in your life, your sister, your mum, so that's, that's, a, re that's a really yeah. nice thing. Yep. Now, you've shared a lot of great information with myself and the, our listeners, our audience. Give me two, three key takeaways that you want them to take from this podcast. Uh, one, on a, on a uh, digital point of view, I would really stress for anyone that's out there that's looking at their current website or current situation and digital because the landscape's pretty full on, is really go back and look at your customer experience, right? Really understand what your experience is from start to finish. So that's pre-sale, that's across all of those, those really, really strong digital assets. That's the experience on your website. How are you converting? Are you making it easy for them? And then what's your follow-up, right? Retention is arguably one of the best ways to drive business, right? Is that if you've got them as a sale, how do you follow up and get, get them to buy Six more? Six times cheaper and more effective to keep Absolutely. an existing client to resell to than get a new one. You know what, why not do both? And people stop, right? People get a sale and think, big tick next to their name and That's say happy days. That's where it begins though, isn't it? Absolutely, and then- Second that, ROI is a lot greater because you've already got the client, but secondly, you want to deliver on a yeah. promise. It's our job as professionals. One more, give me one more. Yeah, one more is if you're starting a business or you're getting into business, really find that one thing that you can take away from it, even if it's an hour a day, 
right? I know how hard it is starting a business. I know how many hours you, you put in, mm -hmm. but find that balance, find that one thing, whether it be your children, your family, whether it be the gym, whether it be yoga, whatever it might be, but just find that one thing. So the you time? That's the you time, right? And do it daily. My friend's got a poster up on his wall that says, uh, an entrepreneur, someone that doesn't work for someone 38 hours so he can work 80 hours a week for himself. Yeah. Last thing, on a scale from one to 10, how much have you enjoyed this podcast? Oh, it's gotta be a 10, mate. Thank you very much, Lawrence. <laughs> it's always been a pleasure. No worries. Thank you.